The wide receiver group gets better by the day. Zion McCollum makes our play of the day right here on Locked On Bucks Live. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you are all watching live right now. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my esteemed co-host, David Harrison. Check out his written work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. And of course, we do appreciate you guys making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listener, first view every single day. Of course, you're, well, you might be still listening, I guess, but you're on YouTube, so you're viewing us here. I've oh, got Gaming Wizard in, in the comments there. Joshua Gardner, our guy, drop a, drop a little gator chomp. He's making for, sure we don't say anything bad about Joshua. Kyle Trask. Listen, we, we only speak the truth. Kyle dictates what we say, Joshua. Don't, don't come back. Mr. Smith, good afternoon to you as well, Joshua. Again, how are we handling the heat? Well, I'm wearing a white shirt for a reason, and this crazy guy has two shirts on, but one of them is sleeveless, so a little bit. We're, we're okay. We're, we're all right. Fine. We got monsters. We got water. Right now, we're it's the same well. as Ohio, so uh, I'm good. The Buccaneers... Um, we're handling the heat on uh, Tuesday by going shells, no pads, which is which is a uh, potentially a smart decision. But there was still plenty of action on the field uh, ahead of their first practice against the Miami Dolphins coming tomorrow. We are planning to be there on Wednesday for all of that. And we are going to be here live for that, as we are today after practice in Tampa, Florida. Still going to have our regularly regularly scheduled show. Guys, so make sure you're keeping an eye or an ear out for that as well. But coming live to you talk right after practice. In the meantime, Drop your questions into the live chat. If you're in the comments, drive your, drop, drop your questions into the comments. We're going to take some of those for our next regularly scheduled episode, and we'll hit some of those questions in that one uh, later on today. So, James, the biggest thing coming into this practice that we were mm-hmm. looking for based off of what we saw Sunday was the wide receivers. And when I'm talking wide receivers, I'm talking the top three. I'm talking Mike Evans, we're talking Chris Godwin, and we're talking Julio Jones. Mike Evans, as we know, has that hamstring tweak, right? So wanted to see what is he doing? How does he look? Is he participating in any way, shape, or form? Saw some encouraging stuff uh, from him early on. Julio, we've been hearing, right, about all the good things. But Sunday he didn't practice, so neither locked-on Bucks guy has seen him in person doing what he does best on the football field. So we wanted to make sure we got a sight on that. And then Chris Godwin, again, still getting ramped up, still moving. So was there a next step taken, or is he still kind of taking it easy? Those were really – Three stories in one that we really came into the day looking for. And, James, I'm going to let you tee it off with uh, your guy, my guy, multi-Locked on Bucks guest appearance guy. Uh, Number 14 in your hearts, number 12 – or no, number 14 in your program, number 12 in your hearts, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I was really, really encouraged by what I saw out of Chris Godwin on Tuesday. And he still wasn't participating in like the 11 on 11s, the 7 on 7s, but he was doing the individual drills. And and let me tell you, in these drills, it didn't matter who the quarterback was when it was his turn to go. He was cutting hard. He wasn't just running go routes. He was testing that knee. And it looked like he was getting more and more confident by the snap. Really, really encouraged by the progress that that I saw out of Chris Godwin today. And, you know, obviously you you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, right? Because he is going up against air. But at the same time, 
we've said it over and over on this show and and many people say it with that ACL it's not the straight line speed it was I, I can't even remember the corner that talked about seeing Godwin running like 26 miles an hour on the treadmill yeah. but that was that straight. was Cyril Grayson actually C- fellow oh, receiver okay. but it was Cyril, okay, Cyril. Cyril. Um, yeah, on that's, the Pewter Report podcast so make sure you go show those guys some love too if you're not already but yeah that's straight line speed what, what I saw from Godwin was digging hard and making cuts running slants running outs uh, it was just, it was really, really good to see him doing that. So I'm not concerned that he hasn't been in the team drills yet. Yeah. What we're seeing from him now is a really great sign. Yeah, absolutely. And then going back to Mike Evans, uh, I, first of all, I echo everything. Everything you're seeing out of Chris Godwin is great. Don't know if he's going to be out there day one, but the bottom line, I mean, this man just tore his ACL right. eight, nine months ago. I mean, it, it's amazing where he's come from uh, already. And then, um, you know, two of our favorite people, Chris Godwin and Mariah Godwin, getting to see Mariah. I'll go out there and, and support him still. You know, she's at every practice, just like she always has been. Mike Evans. So Mike Evans did yeah. not wear shelves, did not wear a jersey. Actually, he, he might have put his jersey he on for it, practice. Yeah, yeah he, he put, put his it jersey on. on. Didn't have shelves, wasn't in the one-on-ones, wasn't in anything. But ahead of practice, he was on the side of one of the practice fields, working with trainers, doing some band exercises, doing some stretches. But James... He was also running. He was running. And that is what made us very happy because we know it's going to make you guys very happy seeing 1-3 run. Well, you're not going to see it because we didn't video it, but Mike Evans was running. He wasn't sprinting, cutting, coming off a line of scrimmage, you know, playing up against a DB, but running, which means that when you have a hamstring tweak and you have the injury history that Mike Evans has, if he's out there doing runs, doing jogs, and doing some full speed stuff, I mean, running faster than I would at a dead sprint, I'll tell you that. Um, that means that it's when, then, when they say it's not too serious, we're just taking it easy, I think you can believe that. Ran into Mike on the field after practice. Just a real quick, not an official interview, just kind of real quick. I said, hey, Mike, how you feeling? He said, oh, I'm feeling good, man. How are you? I was like, oh, I'm good, you know, trying to trying to lose some weight out here. He's like, yeah, I kind of smiled or whatever. I said, hey, man, I saw you running earlier. You looked real good. He said, yeah, I feel good, man. I'll be out there again soon. So, again, not an official, right? It's not an official quote or just kind of an impassing conversation between uh, two people. But Mike Evans looking good. Uh, in that as well. And then Julio, I mean, he, he did some good things out there as well. He was, I mean, he was, he was the guy for, for Brady uh, on Tuesday. And there was a video I tweeted out from the locked on bucks account of Julio making a catch in the end zone. And what I didn't capture on that was looking over at Tom Brady after, you know, Julio makes that catch and just the big grin on his face after Julio makes catch. Brady loves the fact that Julio is out there, especially when you have Godwin not fully participating. You have Evans out with the uh, with the hamstring issue. You still have a, a number one guy out there in Julio. And so, you know, he was looking really good and he was, you know, yucking it up with the teammates. It looks like he's just one of the crew now, which is which is really exciting to see. And yeah, he looks he looks absolutely phenomenal out there. And David, you and I were talking when we were leaving the facility that last year when he joined the Titans, he still wasn't already healthy. Like he still had a ways to go. Julio looks healthy right now. He looks like Julio, which is just mind boggling. So we hope that that trend continues, but you know, he really does look good out there and, and the guys are excited to have him out there. Absolutely. I mean, there was a play during, during team drills where I watched him. Uh, He had an inside release came off of, came off of press coverage on inside release, hit that outside release real sharp, put that foot down, Cut back inside, wide open, found a space between the DB and the linebacker. Brady hit him. It was it was beautiful. Uh, but much more than a red zone option. Todd Bowles talked about that in his post-practice uh, press conference. We'll get more into that in our full episode coming up later, as always. But, James, right now, before we get out of this first segment of this live post-practice episode, let's talk about the play of the day, which is the play that you actually identified <laughs> to me because I was busy uh, rubbing elbows with PR, doing some 
doing some some business, as they say. Yeah, so it, it was the second team offense against the second team defense. But a guy that we've already talked about a couple of times this week, Zion McCollum, mm-hmm. made what I considered the play of the day. And, and I, I'm 95% sure that Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback. It might have been Trask. The two were kind of flipping in and out. I didn't right. catch the quarterback on this particular play, but Blaine had had played the play before. I'm thinking it was him. But receiver uh, Kevin Geiger, uh, Kyron Geiger. Oh, uh- Something like that. Let's make sure we get this right Yeah, on Geiger real quick. Number 80. Yes. Um, That would be Kalen Geiger. Kalen Geiger. I knew it started with a K. We were in the vicinity. So Geiger lined up, and McCollum was – he came up right on the line and and was looking like he was going to press, but he started to backpedal a little bit early, and Geiger tried to take advantage, and he, he runs about seven yards. Hard stop. I mean, hard and turns and looks for the ball. Zion read it beautifully. He makes a great cut, dives, completely lays out for the ball, breaks up the pass, and there was nobody behind Zion. So if that's a catch, that's a touchdown. It was a beautiful read and a beautiful play by Zion McCollum. So you'd love to see it. You just love to see it, David. Yeah. And what else you love to see is Zion's enthusiasm and his smile mm-hmm. while he's playing the game and then coming off the game, which is what we saw when James Yarko over here, Mr. Big Shot, interviewed Zion shortly after practice ended. Uh, you're going to get to see that interview in our later episode. So, again, regularly scheduled episodes still coming. Make sure you check that out. You'll hear from Zion McCollum in that episode. But here in a moment in this live episode, we're going to talk about the tempo of practice and why we believe the team drew it down just a little bit before the Dolphins hit town. And we'll discuss our players of the day, holistic view of the practice. But before we do that, guys, we're going to talk about betonline.net because they still are your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, including reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, of course, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf, which Joshua Gardner, no, we are not golfing while we're in Tampa because I don't golf at all. I mean, it's not that I hate it. I just don't do it. And I don't believe James brought anything but his Tiger Woods hat. So outside of that, Bet Online continues to be your online source for all your sports, wagering information, live in-game betting scores, and podcasts. They have you covered for it all. So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys, continue on here on the Blocked on Bucks podcast, a live episode coming here from Tampa, Florida. We just got done with Bucks practice day 11, the last practice before the Miami Dolphins hit town real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some more some more people showing up in the chat here. Mike Cordell will see some of your questions. We'll get to some of those in our regularly scheduled episode later on today. So make sure you check that out. Bucks Skull Gang in the house. Hello uh, to you. Enrique making some, some, some recommendations on where we need to go. Look, we will try our best to get out and see the best of Tampa, but we're grinding, guys. We're, we're, we're here. This is not a vacation. This is a work trip. And I am retired. I am the only retired person in the state of Florida who's working currently. I, I have to believe that. Maybe Rob Gronkowski. I don't know. <laughs> but getting back to the episode, uh, look, thank you again, of course, for making us your first listener, first view of the day. The amount of players on the field Tuesday was very, very encouraging, especially mm-hmm. when you go back to Sunday and you had a really kind of a large number of players that were sitting out, including some really big names, including Levante David. But we kind of flipped that into a positive because the team still looked really good despite having so many star players uh, sitting out. We're going to talk about who missed practice on Tuesday. Fewer people, but still some big names that you need to hear about. 
Uh, but first, we're going to talk, James, about a low-key practice. So yeah. not a walkthrough, no right? They were still running. They were still executing some things. They were still competing, and they were still out there trying to win their one-on-ones, their matchups, but not full contact, no pads uh, again. So, James, do you like that? Do you not like that? Why do you like that, or why do you not like that Kirk Cousins style? Uh, I absolutely love what they did today because, I mean, it was – I'm not going to say high intensity, but, you know, it was taken very seriously, but it was still – two-hand touch, right? You have the Dolphins coming in town Wednesday and Thursday, and those practices are going to be very intense. You don't have a lot of the Buccaneers starters playing at all on Saturday, so they're going to get their reps in in the next two days, and there's going to be some you know, very serious competition between whether it's Tyreek Hill and Carlton Davis slash Antoine Winfield Jr., if it's Xavier Howard going up against Julio Jones, you know, you have the offensive line having to protect Tom Brady. Obviously, there's no sacks in practice, but right. you still want to make sure that your guy has the time to get there. So doing this, you know, shells, you know, two-hand touch style of practice ahead of the the joint practices, I think is the right move. It mm-hmm. was the smart move. And, you know, it, it allowed some guys to really kind of prepare themselves without having to really go you know, all in yeah. on, on today's practice. I like it too, because you know, the competitive nature of this game, if you put pads on these guys, they're going to go full. Yeah. You know, you could tell them, look, I was got the dolphins coming in save it for Miami, save it for the teal, you know, all that stuff. And, but at the end of the day, these are still alpha males out there trying to do alpha male things, trying to move a 300 pound man or a 200 pound DB or 180 pound DB or whatever from one point to another or, or juke them out of their shoes, what have you. Um, and then honestly, I mean, the heat, the, the training, the practices, um, there's a little bit more family involved in, in, in training camp this year than there has been in like training camps of like history. Like, you know, guys like Mike Singletary just basically didn't see their families for six right. weeks or so. Um, so that's that's a good way for them to kind of ground themselves and come back to earth. But there was a little kerfuffle. So two episodes in a row, we dropped the word kerfuffle. I, I'm loving this streak. There was almost a kerfuffle today. It could it was it was it was like when you see the funnel cloud, but then it goes away. You know yeah, I mean? you're like, oh, 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 we might have a moment here. So these guys have been hitting each other a lot and they've been going up against uh, each other a lot. We talked to one guy today, a player. Again, you'll hear those interviews later. He said, looking forward to going against somebody who's not wearing red. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's really kind of what it is about is, is stay healthy, save that energy and save that competitiveness for the next day. Because now we got blue and orange and white and whatever else they wear coming into town. And that's where you can take that aggression out. And let's end this portion of camp because remember, you, it's not just this week against the Dolphins. You got next week against the Titans. Yep. So the next two weeks, the Bucks are competing against other teams. So let's end this without drama. Let's end this without an Atlanta Falcon style, you know, scrum and all this. Stuff. So I think it was a very smart decision for the Buccaneers uh, coaching staff, but now we're getting to our players of the game. Um, and actually, uh, Mr. Smith is going to be very happy with your player of the game. But first, my player of the game, Cyril Grayson Jr. We talked about him earlier. Yeah. Talking about Chris Godwin's recovery. And, and Cyril called it, man. He said Chris Godwin's going to come back sooner than everybody thinks. And uh, sure enough, he's definitely coming back sooner than ever. I mean, remember when it was December? And oh, yeah. Here we are in August, and he's, he's already practicing. Not Again, not full, but still very promising. But Cyril Grayson is a guy, along with Jalen Darden, along with Tyler Johnson, maybe something to prove. And I think with Cyril, it was more we like what we saw. And then, you know, he, he kind of had to, to back it off or whatever. So now we want to see if he can continue what he was able to put on the field uh, previously. And what I'm seeing so far, what we're seeing so far on the field is not only the one-on-ones, the individual drills, smooth, fluid, in and out of his cuts, very sharp, very intelligent route running. But then when you get to the team portions, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he's, and he's getting reps with all three quarterbacks, yeah. even Ryan Griffin, to be honest with you. So 
He's getting reps with all the quarterbacks. He's always a guy that is in play to get the target. Now, he doesn't always get the target, but when he does, I mean, today, a, a very simple, short, kind of a, a kind of a hook pattern. You see him get the ball and just the field awareness of even though he knows he's not going to get hit, he still he sets up his defender, hits one move, spins to the other, gets into open space and hits the Jets. I mean, Cyril Grayson is having a very, very solid camp and an already difficult wide receiver room to decide who to cut and who to bring in on the active roster, he is definitely making it all the more difficult. Yeah, I mean, he's been very, very impressive. And, and like you just said, he's competing for his job. Yeah. You know, there are very few wide receiver spots open on this roster, and there are many qualified candidates that are proving that they deserve that spot, but it can only go to so many people. Cyril is starting, in my opinion, to separate himself from the pack. And if you go back, you remember – Greg Allman did a way too early 53-man roster projection the same way we did, and he had Brashad Perryman not making the team. We'll talk about Brashad coming up in just a little bit, but Cyril Grayson could very well take Brashad's spot on this roster with the way he's performing. Now, my player of the day, I had a little notebook that I was jotting some notes in. One of my notes literally just said, Gio, 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 Giovanni (laughs) Bernard is crushing it he looks explosive he looks quick he looks elusive he's catching anything that comes his way regardless of the quarterback that's throwing him the ball he and uh Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White all got a lot of work towards the end when they did some 11 on 11 drills and some 7 on 7 drills with just Trask and Griffin at Mm -hmm. quarterback so those guys were being rotated in and as as great as Rashad has looked uh, you know, on on Tuesday and, and throughout the process, as solid as Keyshawn Vaughn has looked, Giovanni Bernard, when he was on the field taking those reps, looked like a different level of running back. So really excited to see what he's going to continue to do. But he definitely stood out in practice on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out David Stacks. What's up, man? What's up? Joshua Gardner, return update. Listen, right now in this portion of training camp, you're getting a rotation of return guys. Mm, back there. They're running yeah. down the field and they're doing all these things. There's really nothing to glean there from like who is the quote unquote favorite. I think once you get into the preseason competition, that's where you're going to start to see hopefully someone separate themselves uh, from the pack. So definitely keep an eye out on that. But that's not something we can necessarily glean from practice. But there are some more that we can glean from practice. Make sure, like uh, like a lot of people are doing so far, if you got a question, drop it into the live chat or drop it into the comment section if you're catching this after uh, we've gone live. And we are going to come back for our regularly scheduled Locked On Bucks episode. I don't know why I can't say regularly. It's tonight. a tongue twister. But we're going to come back for our regular episode as usual. And we will get to some of those questions in our third segment of uh, that episode. But before we get to that, we're going to discuss who was practicing. We're going to take roll call. Who was at practice Tuesday? Who wasn't? And what it means. And uh, we're going to do that coming up right here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. <laughs> Wrapping things up here on a live edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. And David, it's time for roll call. I see you're having a problem with regularly. I just had a problem with roll call. Roll. That's a tongue twister. Oh, roll. man. Say Oof. that a hundred times. It no longer becomes a word. Oh, let it roll tonight. Uh, shout out to anybody who gets that reference. I love little feet. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, that's a band, by the way. Um On the offensive side of the ball, we had Donovan Smith missing practice, just a veteran rest day. We had Josh Wells with another excused absence, as we mentioned on Monday's episode. His wife just had a baby. He was excused. Um, 
You had Mike Evans, who we've already talked about as as missing practice. Granted, he was getting that side work in. He was he was running. He was testing that hamstring a little bit. You talked to him. Uh, he said he was he was feeling good. He'll be back sooner than later. And then Rashad Perryman yet again missing practice. You know, and it, it's I love Brashad. You yeah. love Brashad, yeah. but it's not great for as cutthroat of a competition as this wide receiver group is when you're missing that kind of time. Brashad does not have the kind of deal or contract where it's like, oh, I'm good. I can miss. So whatever he's whatever it is that he's dealing with and and keeping him off the field, I hope he gets it worked out quickly because this dude could be on track to lose a job if he does not get back on the practice field soon. Yeah, absolutely. And it breaks my heart because he's a guy that I had on my 53-man roster. Uh, real quick, I did too. Johnny Johnson, uh, Kate Otten doing very, very well. Uh, we dropped an episode featuring some of his work a day ago. Um, if you head back to the YouTube channel, it, it has Kate Otten as the the thumbnail image there. It's uh, Tom Brady Returns to Training Camp. That's the uh, title. So check out that mm. episode. We dive real deep into uh, the good things that Kate Otten is doing. He was practicing some lawn snapping after practice he today. Was. He was. That's probably supposed to be a secret. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, safety Troy Warner uh, was uh, everybody was present, right? Everybody was there for the defense today. Uh, Troy Warner not practicing, not, you know, not not active. Outside linebacker JoJo Ozugu uh, also not practicing. And then defensive lineman Akeem Hicks, he was a late arrival to practice. Originally, we thought maybe he wasn't coming out, but he also uh, he did end up showing up, but he did not participate in the drills or any of the team stuff. Um, again, a veterans' day off, so uh, nothing of too big a concern there. And again, I think with Akeem Hicks talking about a veteran guy who's who's really kind of flexed his muscles. Uh, Mr. James Jarko, interviewer extraordinaire, talked to Vita Vea real quick, threw him a question about Akeem Hicks and about the rookie, uh, Logan Hall, and how they're uh, adapting to the defensive line. So some good stuff from Vita that you'll hear again on our, our regularly scheduled episode of Lots on Bucks podcast. So we're going to drop that quick, quick Q&A with Vita Vea about that coming up. Um, but I like Akeem Hicks getting a rest day because that means he yeah. can be nice and rested, nice and cooled off, not too sweaty, not too hot, and come out and roast some Dolphins tomorrow uh so what you're saying is it's not going to be dolphin free sushi that no, PETA will gonna... not be happy with what's happening on the practice field on wednesday nobody likes PETA anyway um yeah i i am excited for these guys to get a little bit of rest before like i mentioned you know these practices are going to get super super intense we're probably like we've said we set the over under on on uh kerfuffles at two and a half <laughs> Uh, for these practices and, you know, tempers are going to flare. It's going to happen, especially when some of these guys, this is the the only action they're going to see this week against the Dolphins. A lot of guys are going to be in street clothes on Saturday. So it's, it's good for these guys to get the rest while they can. Obviously, if there's an injury or they're, they're hampered in some fashion, you want them to heal up and get back on the field as fast as possible. But it's not critical that they had per you know, participated in Tuesday's practice as long as they could be out there Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, you know, the two biggest names, arguably Donovan Smith and, and uh, mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks, veteran rest days, no issues, yeah. no problems, just guys getting rest days. And Donovan, even said he's not really used to it. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of interesting. And, you know, but uh, so getting some veteran rest days, always, always very good for uh, those older bones. All right. And of course, like David said, Coming up on our regularly scheduled episode, we are going to get a little bit deeper into what happened at practice. You are going to hear from cornerback Zion McCollum and defensive tackle Vita Vea. We are going to answer your questions that you were dropping in the live chat and the comment section. So make sure that you are doing that. And we want to thank you once again 
for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. And thanks to all of you who watched the live feed there on YouTube. But make sure you are subscribed. You set the alerts so that you know when we do this on Wednesday and on Thursday following the practices. So keep an eye out on the next episode. You'll hear from Zion. You'll hear from Vita. And now you need to make sure that your next listen is the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, you can follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. We will see you again tomorrow. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.